Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. And the good guy Jedi. And the female other good guy Jedi, oh. our brother and sister. Oh, there we go. <laughs> and if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to this show because that is a spoiler. It certainly is. And only a non-Star Wars fan would not be able to identify what movie that particular spoiler is from. It's a mystery, Karen. Because if you've never listened to one of our shows before, what we typically do is we look at upcoming Hollywood blockbusters and then we attempt to predict as much of the plot as humanly possible just based on thin air and analysing yeah. the trailer. Analysing the trailer. It's a lot of guesswork. Reading the plot synopsis, looking at the character lists. Sometimes we have a lot of information, sometimes we have none. That's absolutely correct. That's, all. That's the fun of it though, but- isn't it? Cast that from your mind because you've joined us on one of our special episodes where we take a break from predicting upcoming Hollywood blockbusters and instead we attempt to beat Hollywood to the punch by coming up with blockbusters of our own. Yeah. So we decide what we're going to be doing with a roll of a die. Totally we go away, We each go away and then we come up with our own original movie ideas. Original in quotation marks, mind you, because sometimes they're probably not the most <laughs> original. But yeah, we'll find out the extent of that this week. But this week, just by happenstance, just by a chance roll of the die Last week, we are talking about a potential spin-off for the Star Wars franchise. Yes, we are. Now, we developed this list a while ago. Yeah, more than a year ago now. Mm. Almost two years ago now. Before we wrote this list, The Mandalorian had not been released. That's right. There had been quite a few things that hadn't been released. rumours about it, but nothing had been confirmed. So, since then, we've just been bombarded with Star Wars stuff. Oh, man. On Saturday. (laughs) So, sorry, on Friday. So, this most recent Friday at the time of this recording, they had their Disney shareholders conference. And at the shareholders conference, they always announce what projects are upcoming. And they announced not one. They brought in a big box that said Star Wars and they just emptied it on the table. Not three. Not four, not five, not six, not seven, not eight, but nine new Star Wars spin-off projects. I could not believe it. The same weekend that we're talking about our own potential Star Wars spin-off, they announced nine brand new ones. This has never been done before. Oh my goodness, I can't believe it. What a coincidence. So just as everyone's getting hyped about the potential of new Star Wars, we happen to be talking about Star Wars spin-offs of our own. Can't believe it. Yeah, yeah. We should probably run through what they've announced as well. So obviously the biggest So I haven't the list- biggest thing that they've uh, announced is they're doing a Rogue Squadron movie, which is being directed by Patty Jenkins of right. Wonder Woman fame. Right. I haven't looked at this list because I didn't want it to affect my plot that yeah. I've come with today. So. Well, I just wanted to make sure they weren't doing what I was doing. So maybe one of these things is something that you've covered. So this is something they've teased in The Mandalorian already, but they're doing an Ahsoka Tano spin-off show. Yeah, okay. Uh, they're also doing Rangers of the New Republic, which is rumored to star Cara Dune, mm-hmm. who is one of the characters in The Mandalorian as well. That's something they sort of seem to set up in that show as well. So basically two Mandalorian spin-offs. So Mandalorian is already a spin-off. And well, now Mandalorian's having, huge at the moment. They're having spin-offs of the spin-off. Now, of course, this has already been announced, but they've confirmed that they're doing the Obi-Wan Kenobi spin-off TV show. Yeah, that's been coming for a while. As well as a Cassian Andor spin-off TV uh-huh. show. He was one of the main characters. He was Diego Luna's character from Rogue One. If you remember that, he's getting his own show. As well as, I'm very excited to say this, but they're doing a Lando Calrissian spin-off TV that's show. That's going to be so sick. Now, we don't know if it's going to be Donald Glover or Billy Williams. Ooh, 
Yeah. Either way, I'd be happy. Yeah. No matter too. who they do, me too. maybe they'll jump back and forth in time. Like it's Billy D. Williams. Like <laughs> I remember when I did this as a young man. He's the back. narrator. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's gonna be like what's that Fred Savage show? Uh, the Wonder Years. The it's Wonder gonna be years, like yeah. the Wonder Years, but with Billy D. Williams. Back when about, I was a young. Back scoundrel. when I was going around creating babies all over the universe, like in our <laughs> Star Wars Episode Nine prediction. Now there's another spin-off show called The Acolyte. I have no idea what that is, but apparently a lot of people are excited about it. Probably something from Star Wars lore that neither you or I are familiar with uh and then there's another show called the bad batch i can only presume what that is siths probably no no my guess is it's probably like the wild bunch or the maybe they're brewing some alcohol and it's the the, bad batch yeah the dirty dozen yeah like they're doing like sort of like rogue one style heist missions and they're kind of like they're kind of edgy they're kind of scoundrels that's my guess or maybe they are brewers maybe they're intergalactic brewers and they make like a really shit batch of beer. Yeah, maybe. And then they're just trying to sell it they're off. They're just trying, trying to, to sell it. It takes them the whole series to uh, sell it. And then, of course, last but not least, well, maybe least, we have Droid Story, which is a spin-off show involving the adventures of C-3PO and R2-D2. Ah, there we go. There we go. But I'm like, they've done that show before. And if you're not familiar, I suppose we'll get into it when we talk about our histories. Let's talk about our histories right now. We've talked about our histories with the Star Wars movies and the franchise as a whole back in our Star Wars Episode Nine predictions. So if you want to hear our overall histories with yeah. the movies go listen to that but I want to hear your histories with the Star Wars spin-offs either TV shows or spin-off movies uh, shaking his head he has no history I, I've watched them like what 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 Star Wars spin-off Han movies Solo and- oh yep oh, it's just one, called Solo right yeah that's right Rogue One I haven't watched The Mandalorian I've only watched one episode of it right there you um, go I've, I've seen a little bit in passing seen my housemates watch it but yep. yeah so that's it that's all the spin-offs you've, you've been exposed what other to? spin-offs are there I mean, uh, Clone Wars. Seen Clone Wars? Which one? Which Clone Wars? The animated cartoon. Which one? You know that there's three different series, Uh, right? One of them. Right. Okay. So there was the 2D animated one by Kennedy Tartakovsky, and then there was the 3D CGI one, which had its own spin off movie. Yeah. And then there was like the newer version, which I think they've since cancelled when Disney took over. Yeah. I haven't seen the newest one. So the middle, the middle one that was more 3D. So you said what you've watched. What's your impression of these things? Yeah. I enjoy them. Um, You enjoy them? I spoke a little bit about my impressions and feelings about Star Wars in the episode we did about Star Wars, episode nine. But I always love watching Star Wars stuff. It's good. It's fun. I'm not... Easily digestible. Easily digestible. Yeah, thank you. I'm not versed in the lore. As I've said before, yeah. so there are people that really get into the details of the world, and yeah. I think it'll be reflected in what I say, in my plot and just whatnot, but I don't know a lot about the world outside the movies. As I said in our episode nine prediction, both you and I used to have the DK Star Wars <laughs> Visual Dictionary, and I used to pour over that as a kid, and I'm sure you did the same. So a lot of my lore comes from that, as well as the video games. You didn't even talk about the video games oh, yes. in the last episode. Um, I yeah. know you played a bunch of them. I I was I grew up on the video games, actually. Yeah, me too. All me those too. Uh, first person person shooters that they released um yep. star wars pod racer My oh God, yeah what a great, great game that was yeah the it's old lucas working Art, this, uh, it's working <laughs> the old lucas art games were great yeah they were they don't really seem to release as many Star Wars games these days. I mean, they release a few. I mean, what was it? Fallen Order came out recently. Yeah, that was really good. I haven't played it yet, it but really I, I plan to one day. But yeah. They just Too mainly... much cyberpunk, Kieran. Yeah, maybe. Fallen Order's been out for like a year, so what's my excuse? Anyway, I just want to quickly, briefly go through my history as well. So, of course, I've seen the spin-off movies, Rogue One, Solo, A Star Wars Story, all that sort of stuff. And they're sort of like hit and miss. They're like, so, sure, Solo. I hated Solo. Solo wasn't that good, but I still enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed it more than like episode nine or episode eight Mm -hmm. because i was like it feels more consistent to star wars than these movies do because that was my major issue with the new trilogy was it just didn't feel consistent it was tonally off 
And I just felt like they didn't fit in with the other Star Wars movies. There was just something off about them. But yeah, these spin-offs I find are a little bit closer to the mark. But yeah, when I was a kid, I really got excited for Episode 3 because they had an excellent, as I said, 2D animated Clone Wars TV show by Gennady Tartakovsky, who did Samurai Jack. And that was a fantastic show. I think it's all on YouTube now if you ever want to hunt it down. But yeah, I never got into that CGI 3D animated TV show. It was good. Uh, the Clone Wars, all Rebels, its own spin-off show. Yeah, I haven't seen Rebels, but yeah, Clone yeah. Wars was good. Every episode I've seen them, like, they weren't doing anything and it wasn't interesting. So I was just like, yeah. It was a TV show, though. But yeah. I've also seen... The Ewok movies. Are you familiar with the Ewok movies? There were two. No. Caravan of Courage and the Battle for Endor. Is that canon? uh, I guess so. Maybe not. Maybe not now, but originally it was. That was the movie where the Ewoks talk. There's two movies where the Ewoks talk. It's like two kids stranded on a planet and then they end up dying in the sequel. All spoilers. Because you can't have enough Ewoks. But I told my dad one day, he was going to the like VHS rental shop. He was just like, oh, what do you want me to grab you from the VHS rental shop? And I was like, oh, can you get me a Star Wars movie? And he's like, yeah, sure thing. I'll get (laughs) you a Star Wars movie. And he came back with, (laughs) as like a gag, he came back with like Caravan of Courage it was one of the worst things I've ever seen. I think Wilfred Brimley's in it, and he's like, "Did he at least get you a good Star Wars movie as well?" No, he didn't. He just got <laughs> Caravan of Courage. There you go, and he threw it at your face. Yeah. Oh, a Christmas story. Yeah, I was getting to that. It's mm-hmm. Star Wars Holiday Special. Yeah. So there was the Lego Star Wars a Holiday Christmas Special. Christmas story, special, could you Which I didn't watch, but of course, the classic 1979, I think, uh, Star Wars Holiday Special, I've seen a few times. That's great. Celebrating Life Day, which is coming up soon, I suppose. With the good old, what is it, Lumpy and Chewbacca's family. And yes. I'm guessing you haven't seen it. No, I've seen it. Okay, there you go. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about, which I've also seen, there were two Star Wars cartoons back in the 80s as well, which I've seen a few episodes of. There was Droids, mm-hmm. which as I've said, they're doing it again. Yeah. Which was uh, the adventures of C3PO and R2D2, but it was 2D animation as well as the Ewoks cartoon as well, which was unwatchable. <laughs> Oh, there we go. So, so many spin-offs that I've seen and consumed. And that's probably not even all of them. That's just sort of like scraping the surface. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And also books and things like that's that. That's right. They're I've read everywhere. a few of the books as well. But yeah, this is a franchise that's really booming and Disney seems to want to milk this thing yeah, absolutely. for all its worth. So, it's like we're back in the early 80s again. So Back when you just couldn't get away from Star Wars. Yeah. When we settled down to do a Star Wars spin-off or put it as an option, it kind of like that we thought, oh, there's a lot of great ideas we could cover it. But now it seems like it's all coming out now anyway. Yeah, yeah that's right. There's not going to be a story that they won't cover yeah. in a future installment. Yeah. There was talk of like a, a Yoda series as well, but I don't think they're doing that anymore. Because I, I remember they cancelled a whole bunch of stuff when they didn't think Star Wars was doing that well. But of course, the success of The Mandalorian has just made it explode again. So they're just like, well, obviously the movies aren't our strong point. We've just got to focus on TV. So it's yeah. like, we're going to have one movie and then a shitload of TV shows. Well, this shows. is the age where cinema's not accessible yeah, right now. Yeah, that's right. So. Yeah, so I, I think it's definitely a smart marketing strategy from their point. Maybe they're seeing like the death knell of mm. the cinema industry, which we've talked about before on this show. And they're just like, we've got to transition over to TV. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll die. They'll probably do an episode or a TV series about Luke Skywalker's parents. Well, there's, there's, there's a trilogy of movies about Luke Skywalker's no, parents. No, just about their lives, D. you know? Just farming. Are you talking about, oh, his adopted parents? Yeah. Like, what was his name? Craig Lars and Beera Lars or whatever her name was. <laughs> Look at me pulling here. Yeah, all right. So, as we said in our episode nine prediction episode, I think both Maddie D and I aren't huge. Which probably, you wouldn't know it from listening to the 
the episode so far, but Maddie D and I aren't hugely versed in the Star Wars franchise. I mean, they're not our favorite movies of all time. We've both seen all of them. We as, like them, though. As I've said, I've seen a lot of the spin-off stuff, but yeah, I like it in a casual sort of way. So yeah. if we get stuff wrong, if we get information wrong, and I know we're going to get a lot Don't of add us. details and lore wrong, we're just here to have fun. We're not super duper Star Wars experts, so we're going to definitely get stuff wrong, and we're not really that versed with the universe, I suppose, personally speaking anyway. But yeah, just want to put that blanket statement out there before we get <laughs> before we offend anybody or just uh. grossly get things inaccurate. Though, mind you, when I was preparing my plot, I did do a lot of research. You did. In our last did episode you? when we talked about Monster Hunter, I mentioned that I did about two hours of research into the Monster Hunter games before even attempting to predict the plot. And this week is no exception. I went and dived headfirst into Star Wars lore so I could speak with some knowledge, <laughs> some knowledge about what I'm talking about. And the, right. But I'm going to say that I'm maybe 90%, no, not even that, 90%. 70, 70% law accurate, but right, I did okay. take a lot of liberties and I think you might have done the same thing, Maddie D. Oh yeah, I took liberties everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to know if our Star Wars knowledge will even be able to like cover the stuff that we've talked about. Because we could, without even knowing it, our potential Star Wars spin-off movies may have already been covered in other areas. But I basically just focused on what is currently canon and what they haven't done in the current canon. Yes. Because me too. I'm sure there's stuff they've just explored everything in the old what they call the Legends canon, which is no longer canon. So all of like the stuff outside of the movies back before Disney took it over is now referred to as Legends. Right. And it isn't considered canon. So like I said. I just used a lot of stuff that was is considered canon now <laughs> in my plot. Should we get straight into it? Well, let's do it. I'm very excited to be exploring this with you, Maddie D. So you're excited. You're yes. you're happy. You're confident. That's right. Was it hard? No, it wasn't. Uh, the uh, idea basically came to me as soon as we rolled the die last week. Yeah, And really? I just sort of stuck to it. And I did my research and I was like, yeah, I definitely think this is going to work. And I tried to have fun with it as well. So I didn't want to take it too seriously. Uh, and so it just sort of flowed out of me. It was like it's the story wanted to be told. And I think it's a story that all Star Wars fans have been like scrambling to really explore as well <laughs> oh god what have you done so i'm not going to give you the title of my story because okay. i just want it to be a mystery because it will spoil it that's correct that's correct but i can tell you that the director is francis ford coppola 80 year old francis ford coppola okay and i'm not thinking because you know godfather apocalypse now yeah. like he could do some good action surely but i was more so thinking like jack along those lines like jack is it yeah. robin williams jack yeah like cuz i really want like that inspirational story because when you think francis ford coppola you think the godfather and that isn't really an inspirational That's what I story yeah so you think jack and that's really sort of like the lines that I want to go along. Right. So overcoming your... So a feel-good movie is what that's you're right. doing. That's right. So mm. a real triumph. Okay. Maybe some elements of like Godfather as well. Yeah. Apocalypse Now as well. <laughs> Especially Marlon Brando at Apocalypse Now. But anyway. <laughs> All right. So okay, right. here we go. So we open on a swampy but well-inhabited planet complete with bustling towns and communities. So far, so, so good. So it's swampy, but it's not like Dagobah, Yoda's planet. Yeah, right. It's more sort of like swampy, sort of like Naboo. You know how like Naboo yes. has swamps where yes. like Uta Gunga under the water where the Gungans <laughs> live. Here Is this a go. story about the Gungans? Well, I don't want to spoil anything, but here we go. Please. So we focus on it. So it's not Naboo. Right. So there. So I just want to get that out of the way. So we're not going to Uta Gunga and hang out. Because we don't go to things. the same planets in no. the Star Wars so world. So this, this planet has a name, but I don't want to say it because, again, it will give it away. Uh, we focus on a school where we see all the children, both human and aliens, settling into their desk chairs for another busy day of learning. Now, before you say, hang on, I don't think there are schools in the Star Wars universe. In one of the recent Mandalorian episodes, we do see a school. Baby Yoda does go to school. Baby Yoda goes to school. Well, he does, it's not Baby Yoda anymore, Kieran. No, that's, have a it's name. Grogu. That's right. But yeah, yeah he steals apparently is controversial. He steals a child blue macaroon and eats it. And they now they're selling those blue macaroons for $50. For $50 a sleeve. 
Holy shit. And people Disney, are buying them. shame on you. And they're just blue macaroons. Anyway, you could yeah. just go out and buy blue macaroons and just say they're Baby Yoda. Sorry, Grogu's macaroons. <laughs> Moving right, on. So we're in a school. The clumsy Gungan teacher, Mr. Kirkir, played by me. <laughs> wait, wait, sorry. Okay, wait, wait. <laughs> Your character's name is Kirkir? Yeah, Mr. Kirkir. Well, okay. And he's right. a Gungan. So okay. it's, it's me as a CGI Gungan. So I'm just doing the voice. So, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to speak in a second. Anyway, he stumbles his way to the chalkboard, like tripping over desk chairs and, so bad and so falling all over the place. Yep. And he's telling the children to put away their toys. Mr. Kirker asked the class a tough maths question, a sort of like long division sort of right. thing, which leaves the children Which exists stumped. in this world, yeah. That's right. It does. They, he was in The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Canon. Suddenly we hear a voice of a protocol droid ring out from the back of the classroom. The answer is 45. The protocol droid called THX 1138 is much smaller than the average protocol droid. So he's not the size of C-3PO. He's more sort of like, uh, like a pit droid size. He's, like he's little. R2-D2 or a little no, bit taller? Well... R2-D2 is an astromech droid. Matty <laughs> D's not a protocol <laughs> droid. <laughs> okay, sorry. Wow. So no, you, I'm going to throw my plot you know out now. the pit droids from episode one with like the noses that you press and they sort of collapse in yeah, on themselves? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So about that size, about gotcha. that size. So it sits perched on the desk of a small slug-like creature. Okay. Mr. Kiki remarks, that's a not right, Mr. Tier. <laughs> you some must divide the numbers, not do the adding together. <laughs> What a great, great character voice you have yes. there. The slug-like creature whispers in Hatis to THX 1138, who in turn says to the teacher, My apologies, Master Jabba isn't familiar with division. All the kids laugh and point at Jabba. Aww. The slug-like creature is, of course, Jabba Desiligic Tiur. Yeah, that's is how it's it, pronounced, so isn't it? Hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. Sounds right I to had me. it yesterday, but I don't think I have it today. And at this stage, he's only a little a little chap. I thought his last name was The Hut. Well, we'll get there. Not yet. He's he's only a little chap at the ripe young age of 70. Because that's the young. Hut. Yeah, right. that's young for a hut. So if you remember Grogu, Baby Yoda is like in his 80s and he's still a baby. So one boy puts up his hand and says, how come Jabba gets to use his protocol droid during class? And a girl next to the boy makes a face and says, he's hutistic, dude. <laughs> oh my God, are you just... Riff- is this come play? Oh no. It might be. Little- oh no. <laughs> so I just want to point out at this stage as well that Jabba the Hutt is played in voice, so it's a puppet for, yeah, of course. for the most part, with enhanced by Not CGI. CGI? No, no. CGI Jabba the Hutt looks awful. Every time that they use him, he looks awful. So the puppet is the only thing that looks decent in the movie. So he's voiced by Noah Jupe. Oh. From A Quiet Place and A Quiet Place 2. Okay. Uh, now his voice has sort of been like altered, so it's a bit deeper as right, well. But of he, it's a more youthful voice for Jabba the Hutt. At lunchtime, Jabba is minding his own business under a tree, chowing down on some worms from his packed lunch. (laughs) A bunch of bully kids surround Jabba, snatch his lunchbox out of his hands, smash his protocol droid, THX 1138. Who voices that, by the way? Uh, It doesn't matter, he's gone. He's He's not important. He's not going to be back for the rest of the movie. Uh, If I had to throw a name out there, I'm going to say, who hasn't been in Star Wars? Yeah, John Hamm. Perfect. Put John Hamm in there. Yeah, he was just doing the robot voice. So they snatch his lunchbox out of his hand and say, you don't need to be any fatter, Chubba the Gut. (laughs) The bully kids then play keep away with Jabba's lunchbox, tossing it to each other over Jabba's head. But poor Jabba is too short and his arms are too small to reach it. So he's trying (laughs) desperately trying to reach up and grab the lunchbox. (laughs) Making us feel sorry for Jabba the Hutt. Jabba slaps one of the kids on the belly, but the bullies just laugh and start kicking Jabba, who can do nothing but cower and cry. Poor wee lad. It's very sad. Maybe they pour salt on him and he likes salt. No, no, that doesn't happen. Jabba returns home to his grandparents, Mama and Papa Hut, played in voice only by Rebel Wilson and Kevin Smith. (laughs) 
<laughs> now, mind you, this is canon. Mama and Papa Hutt are real characters. They're from the Clone Wars. Are they really? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they call Mama and Papa. That's right. Now, because Jabba got in one little fight, his mama gets scared and says, <laughs> "You're moving to your, <laughs> you're moving with your uncle on Tatooine." <laughs> So, Jabba takes a commercial ship over to Tatooine, where he's met at the (laughs) spaceport by a well-dressed Gamorrean holding a sign that simply says Jabba. Jabba asks the Gamorrean where his uncle is, but the Gamorrean simply grunts. What's a Gamorrean? It's like those pig-like green Ah, aliens. The Gamorrean and Jabba hop into a fancy speeder and travel to the town of Mos Espa, where Jabba stares at the passing sights and sounds in wonder. The speeder approaches a large, well-defended structure, and Jabba realises in amazement that it's his uncle's lavish palace. Jabba is guided into the palace. What's up? <laughs> no, I'm just sorry. I'm just. It's a shame you can't cast Uncle Phil. <laughs> but anyway, no. let's keep going. Jabba is guided into the palace where we finally meet his uncle Jiliak. It's canon. Played, is it canon? Play, yes. Your played, research. In voice by John Goodman. Because he uh, has to be in all of my movies. This is the role that he was born to play, too. <laughs> Slim old John Goodman, apparently. No, it's just in voice only. Jiliak is in the middle of a heated debate with another hut called Durga, who leaves in a huff as Jabba enters the room. It's canon. <laughs> um, are they all speaking? Hatties in this entire time. That's right. It's it's like a foreign subtitle movie for the most part. When Jiliak sees Jabba, his face lights up and he calls out, My dear nephew Jabba. Oh, my my dear nephew Jabba. (laughs) Come give your old uncle a hug. The two huts embrace, and Jiliak picks up little Jabba and remarks, My, my, you're so big now. (laughs) Jabba blushes and says, Uncle Jill, I never knew you were so rich. Uncle Jill laughs and says, <laughs> sorry. Uh, sorry, I just I just realized his name is Uncle Jill. Yes. His name is Jilliak. Right, okay, yeah. And he calls him Uncle Does Jill. Does he have a butler sure. too? Okay. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. He's, Uncle Jill laughs and says, my boy, when you're the biggest slaver and spice trader in the outer rim, you can't live the peasant life. <laughs> <laughs> the two huts enjoy a dinner of frogs. Uncle Jill tells Jabba that tomorrow he'll start school at the finest learning center in all of Mos Espa. <laughs> Is Uncle Jill's son named Marlton? <laughs> no, he doesn't have a son. Jabba goes quiet and admits, Uncle Jill, I'm, I'm nervous about starting a new school. A hut nervous? Why I never? Why are you scared, my boy? I'm scared that the other kids will pick on me. Uncle Dill laughs for ages, <laughs> like two minutes, and says, my boy, you're going to stand up to your bullies oh, no. and be a real hut. You'll probably own them as slaves one day anyway. The next morning, Jabba arrives at his new school full of confidence. He's got like a little hat on. Nice. He's got a little Have carry you got, bag. Like, the, that school hat with yeah, the like flap a, at the back? Yeah, that's right. Protection from the sun. <laughs> yeah, so his poor little neck doesn't get sunburnt, but he's naked anyway, so he's probably going to get sunburnt. It's on Tatooine. He's from the... <laughs> by the way, the swampy planet at the start of the movie was Nal Hutter, which we've okay. given it away because that's where oh, the hearts come thank, from. I'm thankful that you didn't say yeah. that then. Matty D, we're about to kick it up again. So oh, I'm here gonna, we go. hope you strap in. So his teacher, a kindly Rodian, played by Matty D, hey. brings what? him to the front of the class and announces, everybody, sorry, I have to do a Matty D voice. <laughs> no. Everybody, this is Jabba DeSilogic. You're giving me that DeSilogic. line? This is Jabba DeSilogic Tier, and he's all the way from Nalhutta, so just, please make him feel as welcome as possible. Just some notes. I'm not going to be able to deliver that line, so can I just say, it's Jabba. Yeah, sure. Thank you. So after he's introduced Jabba to the class, the teacher immediately places Jabba at a table by himself and ignores him for the rest of the day. <laughs> Just like in Toy Story 4. Sit next to the boy you think is the cutest. Yeah. Jabba then makes a toy protocol droid out of, <laughs> out of a plastic fork and pipe cleaners. <laughs> and then gets bored and eats it. Oh, okay. 
So there, there goes that. Yeah. At lunchtime, a pale-looking Twi'lek boy, played by Finn Wolfhard, in heavy makeup, <laughs> mind you, prosthetics, corners Jabba and says, Hey, fatty, give me all your lunch packets. That's the currency that they oh, use in Tatooine, by right. the way. Thanks, video games. You must need to eat a lot, so you must have a lot of pegots on you. Jabba is about to hand over his pegots when he remembers what his uncle told him. No, says Jabba firmly. Get your own money. The Twi'lek sneers and says, what are you going to do if I just take it? Before Jabba can answer, the Twi'lek picks him up by his tail and starts to shake the pellets <laughs> out of... Pegots, sorry. Shake the pegots out of his carry bag. A voice cries out, leave him alone, bib. And the camera pans over to reveal a handsome Chevin boy. Handsome for a Chevin, that is. Now, don't ask me to describe what a Chevin looks like because it's, it's. What is it's, a Chevin? It's extremely complicated. Look it up if you really want to see what it All looks right, like. We'll, we'll oh, he's it. actually going to look it up. But yeah, Chevin. I want to visualize what I'm seeing. It's here. sort of it looks like a short alligator like creature with uh. sort of like a curved snout that goes like down, like across, sort of like. Uh, yeah, it's really hard to explain. Okay. It's very unique looking. If you see it, you'll recognize it from the Star Wars movies. Moving on. Or what? Snaps the Twi'lek who is a young, of course, a young Bib Fortuna. Or I'll dub on you to Mr. Matteo Deo. <laughs> Which is, of course, the teacher. Is that my character? Yeah, Matteo Deo. Wow. Bib drops Jabba and runs off cursing the Chevin. The Chevin approaches... <laughs> Jesus. Okay, yeah, yeah. The Chevin approaches Jabba and pats him down and introduces himself as Efant Mon. The two, it's canon. The two <laughs> shake hands. Well, as long as it's canon. Yeah. And Efant invites Jabba to join him at his table. At the table, we meet Efant's friends, a pudgy blue Ortolan called Max Rebo. Everyone should know him. And a nerdy Palawit girl called Sai Snootles. Again, everyone should know her. Max is drumming his hands on the table while Sai tries singing along to the beat. The three are happy to meet Jabba as they also seem to be outcasts. He's got some friends. Yeah. As they eat and chat, a group of gorgeous Twi'lek girls walk past into the lunchroom in slow motion, catching (laughs) Jabba's eye. In slow motion. Nice. Do they sing? They don't. The Twi'lek girls are led by a red-skinned Twi'lek girl, obviously, who chews gum and stares at herself in the mirror, and she's played by Jordan Jones. Now, if you're not sure who Jordan Jones is, she is a Disney actress. I think she did a show with, what's his name, the boxer guy. The boxer guy? Jake Paul. The, you're referring to Jake Paul as the boxer yeah, guy? Yeah, the wannabe boxer oh. guy. But yeah, Jordan Jones, I cast her because she's 20, but she looks about 12. Right. Jabbit elbows Efan and asks who the red <laughs> Twi'lek is. Here we go. Oh, that's Check Yourself. She is the most popular girl in school. Definitely way out of your league. Check Yourself. Yeah, that's right. Her first name, Check. Last name, Yourself. Her friend, Wreck Yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Don't spoil it. (laughs) We can tell from the look on Jabba's face that he is smitten. I love a good love story, Kieran. Yeah. This is winning me over. Yeah. Oh, it gets so romantic. That afternoon, while Jabba is traveling home, he sees Bib Fortuna has cornered Efant in an alleyway. Bib has a knife to Efant, but isn't quite sure where his neck is. (laughs) Try and dobber me now, he taunts. Jabba plucks up all his courage and slithers as fast as he can towards Bib, screaming and throwing rocks. A rock hits Bib between the eyes and he runs off crying. Yay! Jabba helps Efant to his feet, and Efant promises to return the favour. Jabba insists that now they're square, but Efant says that it's in his custom to repay noble deeds. Canon? Um, Not so much. Taking some liberties here. Right. The next day at school, Efant brings Jabba a young creature on a leash. At first, Jabba wants to eat it, but Efant tells him that the creature is a rancor and will one day grow up to be a magnificent beast. See, look, it's all coming together here. There we go. So rancors start small? I don't know. (laughs) Taking some liberties here. Jabba warms to the rancor and I'll decides go with it. to call it Patisa, the Hutti's word for friend, Aww. as a symbol of his friendship with Efan. It's canon. 
the rancor is actually called Patisa. It's a little bit of sadness there. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's kind of sad. No yeah. wonder he's so upset when it dies. The next day at school, Bib Fortuna sheepishly approaches Jabba and apologizes for bullying him. Jabba accepts Bib's apology and makes him hand over all his lunch packets. Just as a sort of payback. Mm, and yeah. then for the rest Screw of the movie, Bib Fortuna is going to join their gang as sort of like the Weasley man that he becomes in the <laughs> movies. With no bullies to hold him back, we have a montage of Jabba and his pals strutting around the playground... <laughs> picking on the other kids and forcing them to hand over their peggots. They eventually befriend two young Gamorians who follow them around and act as muscle. We also see in montage that Jabba uses most of the money to buy food and he gets larger and larger each day. After the montage, we have a scene where Uncle Jill takes Jabba to visit the Baomar Monastery in the Dune Sea and Jabba is blown away by its beauty. So the Bomar monks, by the way, they're sort of like, you see them in the movies, they're sort of like spider-like droids with like a, a, a tank with a brain hanging from the bottom of it. Okay. Because the Bomar monks, they're so spiritual that they don't believe in any sort of physical stimulus. So they just have their brains and that's it. So they can okay. just walk around and pray and that's all they do. Right. So they don't need to eat. They're just... And they're in the movies, are they? Yeah, that's right. You see one in Return of the Jedi. Oh. Because spoiler alert, but that's where Jabba the Hutt lives in Return of the Jedi. He lives in the Bomar monastery. Right. And yeah, the... The monks are still there. Oh, there you go. I didn't notice it. One of the many things that's gone over my head. Yeah, there you go. There's the probably a lot of stuff that's going over your head. Yeah, I have no idea who half these characters are. Just like are. this reference here. One lunchtime, Max is in the middle of telling Jabba that he wants to start a band, but Jabba isn't listening. Instead, he's staring across the lunchroom at Check, as in Check Yourself. Yes. I'm following your plot. Suddenly, Jabba abandons Max mid-sentence and slithers across the room towards her. Check is busy gossiping with her friends and doesn't notice Jabba approaching. Hey, Check! Jabba shouts, cutting into the Twi'lek's conversation. You're my destiny. I want you to be my girlfriend. After a pause, Check and the other Twi'lek girls start laughing at Jabba. Oh, no. And say, in your dreams, fatso. <laughs> There's so much fat shaming in your movie. Yeah, of course. It's a movie about Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> Furious, Jabba slams a fistful of peggots on their table and spits, How much? How much for what? How much will it cost me for you to be my girlfriend? <laughs> the girls all laugh again and Check says, Fatso! I wouldn't be your girlfriend even if you were the richest hut in the outer rim. Jabba narrows his eyes at the girls and shouts, One day I will own you. I'll own all of you. And slithers away in a huff. <laughs> Shaking his fist. Yeah. We return to the classroom where the teacher Matteo Dio informs the class that they're going to start lessons in the Galactic Standard Language, which is basically English. It's the language that everyone speaks that isn't Huttese or whatever other language mm. they speak in Star Wars. Jabba's booming laugh cuts off Matteo who turns to look at the now huge Jabba. <laughs> He's like, enormous. Yeah. Is there a problem, Master Tio? Yes. Galactic standard is the problem. I'm a hut. Hatis is our primary language and has been for centuries. We have no need for another language. And he says this in Hatis. Yeah, that's co- of course. They're all speaking Hatis this entire time. They're on Tatooine. That's the primary language there. Of course, Mr. Tio, but 80% of the galaxy speaks galactic standard. So if you want to trade with those systems, and then Jabba the Hutt cuts him off and says, then they should learn Hatis. We have no need for your lesson today. Uh, Mr. Tior, I'm the teacher, not you. You will follow my lesson plan. Jabba- Get him, Matty Tadeus, or whatever his name is. <laughs> Jabba laughs again and says, That's where you're wrong, Matteo. Now I am the teacher. The students rise up and grab Matteo Dio, oh, no. carrying him across the room towards Jabba while Matteo yells in protest. Jabba leans into Matteo's face and booms, Thus endeth the lesson, <laughs> and swallows Matteo whole. He eats it. Well... The students start it's the chanting. the role I was born to play. Yes. Oh, man, that'd be great. If you're really into With war, my legs yeah, that's flying right. out of Jabba Clapping the Hutt's mouth. Like, sucks you in <laughs> like a strand of spaghetti. Oh, you can just see it now. The students start chanting, Jabba, Jabba, Jabba. <laughs> maybe, maybe they stand on their desks and go like, Oh, oh Jabba, Jabba, my Jabba. Jabba. <laughs> <laughs> While Jabba lets out a long, 
satisfying burp. And that is the end of my movie. What By the a way, feel good movie. Of course, it was called Jabba, a Star Wars story. <laughs> yep. <laughs> there we go. He winks at the camera and we have the end credits. I can say if that movie did get made, it would have a reaction, certainly. Yeah, definitely. Um, I it would be like another joke. Everyone was just like, another incel story. <laughs> feel like it would be a riot if that happened. Oh, yeah? Mm. They'd just love it so much. They would people. love it so much. They're like, yes, this is the story, is the story that we wanted. They, they, they no more never Jabba told. The They've never had the strength to tell this story. All these questions I had about Jabba the Hutt, which I had so many, have yeah. now all been answered. That's right. And in such a satisfying That's way. That's right. Except we didn't find anything about how he became a crime buster. We well, can no, just we infer kind of it. did. We can infer he, it. Yeah, guilty right. skills, right? That's right. He was king of the playground. He was the, the king shit of the playground. Yeah, exactly. All right, I'm excited, Matty D. This Love is what it. I've been looking forward to all episode. I want to hear what your Star Wars spin-off movie. <laughs> With all due is. respect, I loved your story. Oh, thanks, Kieran. It was it was a story of uh, growth. Of love. Not a lot of actors in my movie because it's mainly puppets and CGI. But it lacked a little bit of like the action. So Yeah, that's right. So, so I'm hoping you can bring the action. I'm call. bringing in the action. Perfect. So. Oh, some people got punched. A little movie. bit of a precursor to my plot. I know oh, yeah. that this particular or the area I'm going in has been explored to some capacity. Oh, really? But not in the way that I'm exploring. Okay, that's cool. So it's kind of been referenced. It's kind of been shown in flashbacks. There has been books and things written about it. There is a video game about it, oh, but really? I haven't played the video game, so I'm not really. Oh, maybe I have. Cons- you might. I think you actually have. Oh, really? I'm excited. <laughs> I'm really excited now. Where is he going with this? Because when I I really struggled to f- think of an idea for this, and I thought back to when I was a kid and when I watched the last of the original trilogy. Yeah. So and Return I was of like, the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Yeah. I was like, yeah. And as a kid, I was like, I'm ready for the next one. I want to watch the next Star Wars movie. And I was oh, yeah. told that that was it. That was the end. And I was like, oh. And I had a clear idea of what would happen after this, after the original trilogy, what the oh, next really? movie would be. Yeah. Well, it's episode seven, sure. And then, and then the prequels came out. Before the prequels came out, I was like, oh, they're going to do this and that. And, you know, they ended up going in the prequel direction. And yeah, then, that's right. And then by the time the sequels came out, they couldn't do a lot of the stuff I wanted no, to do. So that's right. Just keep that in mind. You know, George Lucas did want to do the, uh, he wanted to do the prequels in the 90s. Mm. But then ended up just sort of like pushing that back because he wanted the the technology to be there. And then in the... Actually, no, I think he wanted to do the prequels in the 80s and then do the sequel trilogy in the 90s. So where Luke and Leia and what Han... What a different series of movies they would have been. Yeah, they'd only be slightly older. But then, yeah, he just ended up delaying it and cancelling. But anyway, that was George Lucas. That never happened. I want to hear what's happening in your world. Well, this movie that we're coming out, the Star Wars special, the spin-off, Star Wars... Jedi Academy. Oh, <laughs> I love that game. It's such a good game. Yes, I always wanted them to explore the academy that Luke and Leia set up. We see it in flashbacks. I know there's a video game about it, but well, I always wanted that. Leia isn't involved with the Jedi Academy. Well, she is in, in my plot. In She's busy ruling the, the galaxy. Because if you've heard my Star Wars episode, you'll know that there's a few things I wanted to see in the Star Wars universe that haven't come to pass. Yeah. So I'm putting them in this movie. Yeah. I was kind of hoping that they'd explore like Luke's school with Me too. Like, young um, Kylo Ren Me and too. The, the Knights of Ren, who we ended up corrupting. And they they kind of do, but they don't. Yeah, they don't. Anyway, who directs this plot? You, you, I Francis you Ford Coppola. No, no. So the director of this movie is David Lynch. Oh, really? He finally you know, has come yeah. to direct a Star Wars You know Wars that movie. he was originally slated yes. to direct Return of the Jedi. That is why he was, he's my director. It was too weird for him. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that? No. Oh, well, like, yeah, he, he rejected it, right? Because yeah. it, it was too weird, weird for David yeah, Lynch. Yeah, that's right. But I've always wanted to see a David Lynch directed Star Wars. I think that would be cool. It yeah, matches it would, up for me. Well, did you see Dune, the original Dune? Uh, no. That's no, as but, close as you're going to get to like a David but Lynch I, Star Wars I know Wars it movie. enough to know. Yeah, it is very Star Wars-esque. 
So let's get started. So we're going to open, how do we open a Star Wars movie? With, with a text scroll? With a text scroll, exactly. Okay. So the Star Wars spin-off movies, like the, the stories, the official ones, don't really start with a text scroll. And it pisses me off every okay, time. Okay, fair enough. Because they always should start with a text scroll. I hated that in Han Solo, or Solo. I think and Rogue One was the same. It should always start with a text scroll. And my movie will be no exception. So we're going to have a text scroll that tells us the events of the last movie being The Return of the Jedi. Right, okay. So this is like a direct sequel rather than a spin-off. It is kind of a spin-off though. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough, okay. Since, it is, since we're doing spin-offs, I'm just going to have to agree with you. You'll, you, you'll, no, you'll see it's a spin-off. Okay, fair enough. So it tells the events of the last movie that Luke and Leia, who are brother and sister, have set up a Jedi Academy to repopulate the Jedi population. Mm. But a dark emerging force seems to threaten the balance of good and peace oh. that has been the norm since the Empire was defeated. Yeah. And just as everyone's reading that text scroll and they're all squinting for those of us who are slow of reading, all of a sudden we go to the night sky, the starry space, and we see a cargo ship flying through to a planet. So the cargo comes through to the planet and starts to dump a bunch of trash. So essentially this planet's like a- A trash planet. Yeah, a trash planet. Think Wally, essentially. Yeah. But there are three individuals that are sort of- on this craft and they all jump down. They're hooded and we don't see them. Right. And they're so sneak- they're, they're like the garbage men. <laughs> no, no, no. They've they've uh, hitched a ride, okay. essentially. So but they're-, they're, they're sneaking through this planet. So we're like thinking, ooh, what, what are, are these, these guys? Men? What are these yeah. mystery guys doing? Now, on this planet, there'll be a few children. One of them will Trash be- Trash children. Yeah, well, yeah. They're kind of like working for a slaver. Oh, okay. Now, one of them will be given a lot of screen time. His name is Suka. Now, I- <laughs> What a big Suka. <laughs> He's always whinging I and complaining. Str- I struggled with naming characters, and yeah, I think I that's going to- The only name that I came up with was Mr. Kierkegaard and Matteo Dia. <laughs> All the other names are actually canon. So this kid is being played by Ian Chen, who is from Shazam. He's oh, a little really? boy in Shazam. And oh, I yeah, liked I him so him. much in that movie, I thought he was a show stealer that I'm yeah, putting him in this movie. Great. So this little boy is sitting down, and he starts moving things with his mind, oh. with the force. He's moving objects. All of a sudden, the oh, slave- Why didn't one of us do a Broom Boy spin-off movie? <laughs> Well, I guess this is this is close-ish. Yeah. So the slaver comes in and yells at him for using outdated black magic. He yells oh. at him. Now, this slaver is an alien that has two heads. Right. One head is played by Matty D. Oh, here we go. Yours truly. And the other head is played by So we're like the pod racer announcer from episode one. <laughs> exactly. Maybe it's the same type of alien. Exactly. Now, these three figures have landed on this planet and approach the slaver and tell him to cease his illegal activities and set these children free. Well, slavery is an outlawed in Star Wars universe, only on the, the main Republic planets. This is a main Republic. I don't oh, know. Okay. He's doing yeah. it illegally. Fair enough. They're good guys, Kieran. Okay, They're saving people. So here's where we'll be introduced to our three characters. Firstly, we've got Sean Obikchu. Okay. Sean Obikchu. Yep. Sean because it rhymes with Han. So. Oh, okay. And Obikchu because it was uh, jukebox spelt backwards. Which oh, wonderful. No one asked questions, but I've got a jukebox in my house and that's what I was staring at. I was <laughs> he like, does. think of names. Uh, so you're obviously see, in your lounge room. You'll see a lot okay. of this. Um, now, she is being played that's a by- woman. It is a woman. And she's our lead and she's being played by Blue Hunt. Oh, there we go. From New Mutants. Danny from New Mutants. Now, Danny Moonstar. Now, my movie is going to try to redeem a lot of actors. Right. Gonna, she I'm was gonna all be, right in New Mutants. I liked her in New Mutants. I really found her likable. one of the few characters that was likable in that movie. Mm, and I think that the right writer, me, the okay. right director, oh, David Lynch, okay. <laughs> and the right machine, which is Disney behind her, just right. to believe in her, I think we're going to blossom. Didn't help her last time. 
We're going to blossom <laughs> an amazing career for her because I liked her in New Mutants uh, and I think she'll do a good job. And again, I'm kind of like Tarantino with- um, Are you? Yeah. Yeah, I am. You're just finding hidden gems with in- With John Travolta, actors, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, or or uh, Iron Man for Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, I'm okay. going to be- Resurrecting Resurrecting careers. careers. Yeah. Quite a few, actually. Okay. So the slaver, that's us. Okay. Yep. Two-headed slaver. Oh, wait. I'm still introducing my character. So Sean, played by Blue Hunt. Yep. Then we have- a moody, brooding figure called Kylo Ren. Oh, really? Played by played by Isaac Hempstein, right? Who not is Adam brand, Driver? Not Adam Driver. Well, he's a younger version. Okay, yep. So this kid was. So wait, how did you find a big nose kid? <laughs> no, <laughs> should have been Finn Wolfhard. This, no, no. This this character really looks a lot like. Um, oh, yeah, I'm gonna have like to look Adam it up. So who who did he play? So he was Bran in Game of Thrones. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. Okay, mm. yep. And our third character, because we've got our lead, we've got Kylo Ren, who's part of this world. And I was thinking we need like a suave, cocky, like Han Solo-esque kind of character. Yeah. So this character's name is Doofy, and he's oh. been played by Nicholas Combe. Nicholas Combe. Yeah, him. Yeah. From Dora the Explorer. Yeah, so those- of course. He was Randy from Dora the Explorer, <laughs> a.k.a. Doofy. There are our three so leads. to be in your movies. So they tell the uh, slaver to cease and desist. The slaver goes, <laughs> no. <laughs> Not likely. So they pull out their lightsabers. The, mm. s- the slaver throws some droids at them and they slice, slice up and dice the droids. droids. Yep. Now, Doofy has a purple lightsaber. Sean has a blue lightsaber because her name is Is his blue. name like Doofy? <laughs> Doofy. Like D-U-U space F-I. Oh, no, F-double-E. No, I'm keeping it consistent. Okay. Doofy everywhere. Okay, fair enough. So Sean has a blue lightsaber because the actor's name is blue. And uh, Kylo Ren has a yellow lightsaber because I haven't- Piss-colored lightsaber. I, 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 I like the yellow lights. I like the yellow lightsaber. So I want to see it in a movie. It was in a movie. So they wipe out the, well, not not a lot. It was in Attack of the Clones. I know, but mm, not a lot. Okay. So they slice and dice these droids and Sean decapitates both heads. Oh, at the same time? At the same time of Slaver. Now, in my movie, I don't know what this says about me, but I think it's really satisfying to watch bad guys' heads get chopped off. Yeah, absolutely. They don't do it often enough. We're going to go for a record in this movie. Most decapitations oh, by a lightsaber wow. in a movie, so keep Exciting. note of that. Oh, and just when they look like they're in you trouble- You can decapitate people in Jedi Academy, the video game, by the way. Yeah, can you? Yeah, you can. Sick. You can slice people's hands off, their arms, their legs. Mm. So when Slice them through the chest, their heads. It's great. Like I said, an absolutely fun Sounds game. like a better story than I'm coming up yeah. with. So when one of the, in, in the fight scene, Kylo Ren looks like he's in trouble and the kid, Sukkah- has got him dead to rights, which is quickly becoming a trope on this podcast. <laughs> Sukkah uses the force to, uh, to trip one of the droids over. So they see that he has the force. So after they set the kids free, they're like, well, let's take him back to the academy. Oh, there you go. They're academy students. So we go to the academy, which I'm imagining it's like Maz's temple, like in a jungle area. Right. I don't know what it is in the video game, but that's it's what I'm on imagine. Yavin 4, and it's in it's where the Rebel Alliance hideout was mm. in Episode Four. It's that they they sort of convert that building cool. into the Jedi Academy in the game. Cool. Well, we meet Luke Skywalker. There now, I'm go. not bringing Mark Hamill back for Luke Skywalker. I Aww. love him as Sky- Luke Skywalker, but it's a younger Luke Skywalker, yeah, and I'm not de-aging anybody. No, like they do in the actual movies. Yeah, we're gonna. Car- I was gonna go Freddie Highmore for Luke Skywalker, but I who's Freddie Highmore? I've been. Uh, he's well, like he's not Luke Skywalker. Guy. Who cares? Yeah, but I've been told yours, by a few people that it should be Sebastian Stan. So I'm like, okay, who's, who's bucking in the Marvel movies? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, that's that, that's actually really good casting. Thank well you. done. 
I can't claim it because I've As in the Winter Soldier, right? As in the Winter Soldier, that's right. That is great. So Luke explains to them that they could have used a less violent approach. Yeah. This is going to be like the character growthing theme because Sean is a little bit hot-tempered and quick to draw her blade. Yeah. So Luke kind of scolds Kylo Ren and Sean, but says Doofy. Bends him over and smacks him on the (laughs) ass. It's like, naughty boy. Doofy, you're amazing. You did everything right. Yeah, of course. And we get to see how the academy works. So Sukkah's going to be inducted as a student here and we get to see Jedi's like practicing and training. It's going to be really cool. It's going to be Harry Potter in the Star Wars universe. Oh, wow. How cool is that? Thank you. Now, now we're going to meet Leia. It's like it's been done in a video game or something. <laughs> well, I haven't played the video game. Yeah. So we get we now see Leia, who's going to be played by Maggie Gyllenhaal. Oh, there you go. Again, good casting. Thank you. You could have got Billy Lord, but you know, as in oh, yeah. Carrie Fisher's daughter, but she doesn't really look like young Carrie Fisher. So. I do love Carrie Fisher, but yeah, I, I just thought Maggie Gyllenhaal. So she's being called by a hologram from a distressed citizen saying that there are people in dark robes with lightsabers. Mm. Is, it, is it Mon Mothma? Hassling, what's Mon Mothma? Mon Mothma is the woman who was sort of like was the leader of the Rebel Alliance. No, it's just some like citizen somewhere. Okay, fair enough. They're saying that these guys are hassling their planet and bullying them. She's in a lot of the games as well. Mm. And Leia's like, hmm, well, the only Jedi should be in our academy, so something fishy's going on. Mm. Something Carrie Fisher's going on. <laughs> wow. So Luke and Leia decide, because they're the most experienced Jedi, that they're going to go off and see what's going on, and yep. they leave Ren, Sean, and Doofy to look after, because they're like their senior students, right, yep. to Makes look sense. after the academy. But Sean and Doofy and even Kylo are like, well, no, we want to prove ourselves, so we're ready, we're up to the task, we're going to follow Luke and Leia out yep. and see if we can help exactly them. Exactly like in the video game. But somebody... Really? Yep. Same thing happens in the but video game. But someone needs to stay, so Kylo, you stay with the academy, Yep. and we'll go off and help Luke and Leia improve ourselves. So they do, and they go into a jungle planet where they meet up with the distressed citizen who informs them that this whole thing has been a setup. Oh, Ooh. plot twist. So all of a sudden now, a bunch of bad guys, they're all sort of like armed soldiers, come out and start shooting yep. at our heroes. Sean and Doofy reveal themselves, and Luke and Leia are kind of like, what are you doing here? But it's too late, so they all have to like, you know- Lightsaber their way out Lightsaber their way out. And there's a big guy that seems to be the leader, played by Dave Batista, oh. whose name is Nord Pad. <laughs> And I certainly was looking at a notepad when I came up with his name. <laughs> wow. There's something off-putting about Nordpad as well. So there's a fight scene that takes place. I'm going to say Admiral Akbar is also here as well, just helping out because he oh, wants to deliver yeah. his iconic line, it's a trap, Okay. which what a missed opportunity in Solo that he didn't say that. He wasn't in Solo. Rogue One then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he in Rogue One? Yeah, no, he was. No, he wasn't in Rogue One. They had a different- I thought Akbar was in Rogue One. They had a different Mon Calamari in Rogue in One. Either way, he's there. He's delivering that line. So it while- was in episode eight where he was killed off very unceremoniously. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It was episode eight yeah. that I'm thinking of. While this is happening, a mysterious ship lands- So we on- cut back to the academy. We cut back to the academy. A ship lands and two people in dark robes mm. come in. Oh, no. The Jedi students try to fight them off, but they're- you know, the bad guys are too powerful. I'm revealing my hand okay. right now by yeah. calling them bad guys, but they force push them out of the way and they kidnap Kylo Ren. Oh. Ah. That was the plan the entire time. Huh. Again, something very similar actually happens in the Does Jedi it? Academy game as That's well. It's insane. So in this firefight that Luke Leia... Oh, by the way, I've always wanted to see Leia kill people with light... Like, be you just a, want to see Leia kill people with a lightsaber. No, I want to see her like do lightsaber stuff. So there'll be a yeah. lot of this in my movie and she'll have a blue lightsaber. Oh, cool. Luke will have a green lightsaber. They'll be like hacking and slashing. It'll be really be really cool. There'll be a lot of decapitations. Yep. <laughs> As is the Jedi way, apparently, in your, yeah. in your universe. Nordpad manages to escape with the skin of his teeth. Yeah, okay. But with the skin of his teeth. With the skin, by of, the skin, skin of his teeth. By the, by the skin of his teeth. Yeah. And manages to injure Luke. He's Luke. carrying the skin of his teeth in his head. <laughs> 
<laughs> it suits with this character. Yep. So he shoots Luke. Luke's, uh, Luke's. I thought you were going to say dead. No, he's injured. Okay. And so Leia says. A, the laser bolt grazed him. Because Leia is like a you know Jedi, very, yep. very wise. She's just like, well, I can heal him. I need to take him back to the academy to heal yep. him. Why but couldn't we- she just heal him right there with her healing powers? Uh, maybe a, she doesn't have those. It, t- it takes a while. Okay. <laughs> we need to get them out of the picture. So yep. she's going to go back to the academy, make sure that no one ever comes back. To, you know, none of the bad guys ever return, but also yep. heal Luke. They go to their ship and they get a hologram from one of the students telling them what happened over at the academy. Right. So they're filled in on the whole <laughs> color and being kidnapped by two yep. obvious Sith. Yes. <laughs> okay. So Leia decides that she's going to take Luke back to the academy just in case anyone comes back and also to heal him. Yeah. But needs to follow up on what's happened. So they, they're going to send Sean. There's Doofy at this point, by the way. Doofy, Doofy and Shana together. Okay, yep. They're going to go and try to save Kylo Ren. Right, yep. Which they do. So Shan, oh, they save him. It's simple as that. Shan and Doofy go to a desert planet, oh. which is not Tatooine. Okay. Is it Jakku? Something, yeah. Is it that one from the start of the Mandalorian series? Yeah. Okay. One of them. Take your pick. Well, yeah, take your pick. There's Dantooine as well. So to get to get close to Nord Pad, mm. they need to partake in a pod race and win oh, the pod really? race. Which oh, is- I was going to have pod racing in my movie, I, but I completely <laughs> forgot it. Oh, no. Because I was going to have like Jabba the Hutt <laughs> trying to be a pod racer. And he's just so large. He that, can't like, fit in the pod. No, well, that was going to be... He has his own custom pod that he can fit inside. Also, don't forget that he's also small. But I just imagine, like, the engines up in the air and, like, the pod dragging on the ground. <laughs> he can't, he can't oh, win pod races. Yeah. He has to pay people to lose. Yeah, that's what, it was exactly what was going to happen in my plot, but I completely forgot that plot point. As I was writing, I was like, I know I'm forgetting something. <laughs> that was it. It was a little long anyway. Pod racing. Didn't need to be I love pod racing, by the way, in the yeah. first movie. And I'm, I was always disappointed that it never came back. No. Anyway. It's here now. They're not bringing anything from the first movie back unless it's Darth Maul. Doofy wins the pod race because he's oh, well a done. superstar. Of that, course. That gets them close to Nordpad. There's a fight scene. They get the better of Nordpad and he reveals where their secret base is. The rebel right. base where Kylo Ren is being held captive. Wait, wait. So now the bad guys are the rebels? Yeah, of course. Because the Empire's down. They're the rebels Well, of that, the status quo. Are they former Empire or are they, are they related to the Empire? Because the Empire are actually called the Remnant, believe it or not. It all gets revealed. So, okay, so they're at this point they're just rebels. Yeah, but not the Rebel Alliance. They're just <laughs> rebels. Okay, I thought it was a nice. Maybe they're the resistance. A rebel. Pl- <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There you exactly. go. Exactly. Also, Nordpad is actually a droid in human oh. makeup. Oh wow! I He's an android. Cool yeah, he is. Okay, cool. He's an android. That's never been done in a Star Wars movie. No, it hasn't. Right. Yeah, I don't think the technology is sort of there in the Star Wars universe to pull that off. But yeah, you can have it in your movie. But you can I have feel like. You want. Droids are treated so harshly that maybe somebody tries to make right. themselves look like a human just to, you know, right, right, fit right, in fair enough. or get places or be taken seriously. Yep. So while this has all happened, we're going to cut to the bad guy base. It's like a space station right? where Kylo Ren is being jailed. One of the hooded figures reveals herself to him mm. and her name is Keth Vera. Oh, there you go. Mm. Rhymes, you get- rhymes with death. <laughs> oh, okay. And Vera? I don't know. I don't know where I got that one from. As in Vera Drake? Yeah, maybe. Cockney abortionist? Okay, fair enough. So she's being played by um, Anya Taylor-Joy from New Mutants. Oh, Anna Taylor-Joy. And from uh, Queen's Gambit fame. Exactly. She's everywhere now. So I'm bringing her in. And she keeps trying to tell- She has a really bad Russian accent for no reason at all. (laughs) She keeps telling Kylo Ren that he's special. Because we all know why. Oh, this also happens in the Jedi Academy game, by the way. Does it really? Yep. Oh my lord, really? Yes. (laughs) It really just seems like you're ripping off the plot of the game. I have never played the game. 
So she tells him that he's special and that his masters are not telling him everything. Mm-hmm. Everything yep. about his... They're holding you back. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're holding you back. You All that classic reach stuff. your full potential, everything else that was in the Jedi Academy game. And she says, you should listen and follow my master who's trying to rejuvenate the Sith, trying to bring the Sith back, right. trying to bring back the dark side of the Force. Right, right, okay. His name is Noach. Noach. Rhymes with Roach. Okay. <laughs> Cockroach. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, Noach. no one, no one okay. likes a No one likes a cockroach. No. Who is being played Could by... Could be called Mock Noach? <laughs> Mock Noach. Mock Noach. No, it's my plot. Okay. Who is being played, and this is our big bad guy, by Jake Lord. Jake Lord. Mm. Do you that? know who that is? Who? Guy who played Anakin you in You mean the... Jake Lloyd? Yeah, Jake Lloyd. Not Jake Lord. I thought it was Jake Lord. Jake... I'm thinking of Jack Lord <laughs> from uh, Hawaii Five O. Can we do it again? <laughs> no. <laughs> that was funny. All right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we do it again when you make mistakes. Mm. Um, so it's being played by Jake Lloyd, who was Anakin in the original yeah, movies. I just feel like you know he deserves some redemption. Okay, want to bring him back? He's a hateable character, and we're gonna we're gonna send him off right in the Star Wars universe okay, by gonna... having him be a bad guy. Yeah, absolutely. That is presumably going to be dispatched. You know, he's going to be decapitated by the end. Of the movie. The fans <laughs> will go, yeah, exactly. All right. Let's so, hear it. Sean and Doofy arrive at a snow planet. This is where the rebel base is. Hoth? No, you know, just a snow planet. Okay, another snow planet that isn't hot. This is a big fight scene that takes place, and Kylo looks like he's about to help the bad guys. He looks right. like he's seduced by the dark side of the force, but yep. ends up decapitating Noach. Uh, just as I predicted. There we go. Keth is upset. She vows vengeance on the three heroes. They're yep. like, you killed my master. And they blow up their base and escape. There you go. So this is like the space station. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool. It's like their little base on the, on the yep. snow planet. Yep. So our heroes return to the Jedi Academy, but all is not well because... Mm. Keth and a whole bunch of Sith students have followed oh, them. Really? Wow. They've got their own Sith Academy. <laughs> yeah, they've been like, it's like a cult. Wow. They all land. No, it's like two rival schools <laughs> who meet up to play like basketball together. Exactly. Red lightsabers, and then all the good guy Jedi, and then we have an all mm. brawl for all lightsaber Jedi fight. Versus Sith battle. Luke is wow. involved. He's better now. Leia's involved. A lot of decapitations. Always, always two there are, unless there's an army of Sith. Uh, Sean manages to de-saber oh. Keth. Yep. But before she's about to deal the killing blow, she stops and shows restraint. That's the there lesson we go. she That's learned. That's the Jedi way. Mm. And Keth runs away by the skin of her teeth. Okay. <laughs> right, now you're just being gratuitous. But they won. Hooray, they won. Now we're going to cut to... <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> Hooray, Potter. We're going to cut to Keth, who is now in a space station. Another space station. Oh, wow. She's just in the, in the middle of space. Yep. Talking As to opposed a, to one of those space stations underwater. Talking to a cloaked figure who's Ooh. looking out into space. Mm. She's apologizing. She says, I'm sorry. I didn't... Exactly. That music will be playing. I'm sorry. It, they were just outnumbered. All these excuses. But all of a sudden, she can't breathe, Kieran. Oh, no. And her head gets get decapitated by the force. <laughs> okay. And the, and the cloaked figure turns around, <laughs> says that uh, these kind of failures will not be tolerated, and reveals himself as Jar Jar Binks. That's oh, right. there we go. The, the mastermind... Of this whole franchise. Just borrowed this, this plot point from your episode nine. Prediction. I want it to happen. I want it okay. to happen. I love the Darth Jar Jar theory. And he walks into another room to reveal a board of members, oh, a really? board of villains, right. who include... A council of evil. Who include a decaying Emperor Palpatine. Yep. Uh, a cyber version of Jabba the Hutt. Look, he's back. Oh, there we go. Darth Maul. Rose from the sequels. You'll be playing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> The lizard bounty hunter, which I always found cool Bosk. and I wanted to see more of. Bosk. And they all around a circle 
laughing maniacally. There we go. Wow. It's like a Sinister Six type reveal at the mm. end there, setting up for a great sequel. Mm. There we go. Wow. Jedi Academy, Finn. Jedi Academy, so similar to the game that I can't believe That's it. That's insane. I've got to play so this ridiculous. game now. Or at least it's such a great game. Read the plot. <laughs> yeah. You'd be surprised at how many similarities there are between the game and your My plot. prediction powers. I guess no, there's only so no, little what no you can end. do with like a Star Wars plot as well as a Jedi Academy plot. Mm. So you've got to have some sort of like crossover and correlation there. There we go. Dear listeners, whose story did you hate the most? No. <laughs> Who do you reckon had the most viable Star Wars spin-off plot? Which one did you enjoy the best? What would you change about either of our plots? Or do you have an idea that hasn't been done for your own Star Wars spin-off movie? Please let us know. You can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. You can leave us a comment on this episode's page on the Podbean site. Or you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. You can. Hunt us down in either of those locations, like your Darth Vader hunting down the remaining Jedi. And you can let us know what's what. Yeah, and if there's a spin-off that's been released or, or mentioned coming up. that you're excited about as yeah. well. Yeah, are you excited for the Obi-Wan Kenobi TV show? I know I am. Can't wait to see that one. <laughs> that one will be cool. Yeah, starring Ewan McGregor. Oh, man. I just want it to be out now, but I want to watch it today. But yeah, I know it's going to be like years and years off into the future. Star Wars may not even be relevant then. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Well, I'm sure if it's lasted this long, if it's lasted since 1978, probably going to last forever. Who knows? It's going to become a staple of the media industry. It's just going to be on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, exactly. Disney+, Plus is going Half to change their name Plus. to Star Wars+. Plus. Anyway, we've talked for way too long. Let's wrap it up for another week and talk about what we're going to be discussing next week. Now, we're not actually doing a movie prediction next week. We're not doing a plot prediction we're because... We're taking a break. We're taking a break because next episode is our 100th How exciting. episode. How We've exciting. done 100 episodes of this podcast. 100, so one of these bad boys. We're going to have a celebration episode. We're going to be doing a movie talk installment where we're going to talk about the best and the worst of the movies that we've covered in 2019. <laughs> now that they're <laughs> nice. no longer relevant. We've been planning to do this uh, for so long and we're just going to have a general celebration of the show so far as well. We're going to have a good time. We're going to laugh. We're going to cry as we explore the best and worst of the movies we've covered so far. So please join us for that. Sure to be something memorable. Fingers crossed. (laughs) It'll be fun. It'll be relaxed. And thanks for joining us this week. And may the force be with you. I was asked uh, by George uh, to come up to see him and talk to him about directing which would would be the third star wars and i had next door to zero interest but i always admired george you know george is a guy that does what he loves and i do what i love the difference is what george loves makes hundreds of billions of dollars so i thought i should go up and at least visit with him and I came into an office and there was George. And he, he talked with me for a little bit and then he said, I wanna show you something. Now, right about in this time, I started getting a little bit of a headache. And he showed me these things called Wookies. And now this headache is getting, you know, getting stronger. <laughs> and he showed me many animals and different things. We went to a restaurant, not that I don't like salad, but that's all they had was was salad. (laughs) Then I got a really, uh, almost like a migraine headache. And I could hardly wait to get to home. George 
Bless his heart, I told him on the phone the next day that he should direct it. It's his film. He invented everything about it. But he doesn't really love directing. And so someone else did direct that film. But um, I, did, I called my lawyer and told him that I wasn't going to do it. And he said, you just lost, I don't know how many millions of dollars. 